Welcome to the Sex, Money, and Real Estate Podcast, the show for real estate couples about how to close more deals in the bedroom. My name is Nancy Jamison. And I'm Bill Jamison. And each week we deep dive into juicy, intentional, sexy conversations, sharing with you what it takes to create balance in your intimate relationships and your real estate business. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. What's happening, hot stuff? You are. You know what else is hot? Tell me. Erica Strayhorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's thank Erica you. James Strayhorn to you. Yes, thank yes, you, yes. thank you, thank you. <laughs> we're, uh, we're back in the studio with Erica today, talking about uh, intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Erica, as a reminder, is a licensed marriage and family therapist, and we're doing a three-part series to assist and support you in navigating the new environment. Yes, yes. Atlanta's been, uh, Erica's been serving the Atlanta area for over 14 years now. Uh, her counseling is geared towards adults, individuals, and couples who are motivated to heal, shift, and find balance in their lives. Erica focuses on empowerment through recognizing and letting go of narratives that keep clients stuck. She certainly believes that the most important relationship is the one that you have with yourself, and that relationship is developed and nurtured through self care. Mm, that's awesome. She, uh, some of her specialties include, uh, but are not limited to, uh, anxiety, depression, stress. Uh, she works with, uh, on work-life balance, confidence, anger, organization, sexual empowerment, uh, and also assisting clients in creating individualized self-care plans. Woohoo! Right? Erica James so Strayhorn. Much. Yes, yes. So much. All the things. Yeah. Get that woman a cape. <laughs> right. A big S. That's awesome. So, Erica. Yes. How do you strengthen intimate relationships during quarantine time? That's a really good question. And as I mentioned in the episode before, you know, your home is now the hub for everything. Before, you would do certain things at your house, like sleep, hang out, eat your food. And now you're teaching your kids, you're doing your work, and there's so many things going on in the house now. And it's a really, really important time, even more so now than any other time, to make sure that the couples, the married couples, the partners, whomever, mm-hmm. are spending time with each other, fi- figuring out ways to continue to connect and capitalize and nurture that that electric sexual energy between the two of them. And this might look like doing some dates at home. It might look like figuring out some creative ways to, you know, set the kids up, make sure that they have what they need and you guys kind of sneak off and have some time together. It might need to happen in the morning before everybody wakes up or mm-hmm. at night when everybody is asleep. If the kids are outside in the backyard playing for a little a little bit, you know, maybe that's your time to get together and have some of that intimacy. So I think it's really important to make sure that if, if I had to like make a priority chart, the first priority is yourself as an individual. And the second priority is you and your partner and yeah. making sure you're continuing to cultivate and move that energy between the two of you. Got it. Love it. Yeah, we did this awesome um, um, episode. It was called Ultimate Stay at Home Date yes. Ideas for Singles, Couples and yes. Families. I love that. So yeah, definitely go check out that episode because uh, Erica contributed to that list as yes, well. Yes, I did. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> All right. So what about um, what about so we talked about intimate relationships during during the quarantine time. Mm-hmm. And how about the relationships between like the parents and the kids or yes. maybe the fi- family dynamic? Yes. Yeah, so this could potentially put a pretty big strain on the family dynamic. Again, you know, yeah. if your kids were going to school outside of the house, your kids are gone for most of the day. 
and you only see them in the evenings yep. or in the mornings or in the weekends or when there's break from school. And now you're seeing your kids 24 seven. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself is a great thing. You know, it's, it's great to spend time with your kids. And at the same time, it's still an adjustment. You're still spending time with people that you don't normally spend as much time with, even though those those people are your children. Yeah. Yeah. It's still something to think about, you know, and those kids are little versions of you, plus their own personalities, which for some folks could be a little triggering. It could be a little annoying, you know, depending on how old your kids are. Kids of different ages have different needs. You know, if you have teenagers at home, they're trying to assert their own individuality and their autonomy. You might be butting heads with each other at home. And so, again, it really goes back to trying to remember what you were like at that age, trying to put yourself in the in the shoes of your of your kids because they're experiencing this with you. Yeah. You know, some kids are like, yeah, I get to be at home and do my Zoom classes. And some kids are having a really hard time with this, just like adults are. So having again, having that compassion for them, letting them know that it's OK that this is difficult for you, creating some time, some family Um, family date nights or even family meetings where everybody can have the opportunity to talk openly and freely about their emotions. Um, There's one thing that I learned from the Facebook show Red Table Talk where Will and Jada will do like a family meeting and they really want to encourage their kids to be open and honest with them without any punishment or consequence. And so one of their rules is they allow their kids to say a cuss word cuss word before the meeting starts and they don't get in trouble for it uh-huh. so that's how the kids know like okay we can really say anything we won't get in trouble here <laughs> All right. so creating some sort of family gathering where there's some ground w- rules set allow the kids to create some of the rules for the meeting and let it be a, a space where everybody can really talk about their feelings right now and again this is something that is really needed in during the quarantine and you can take it with you when the quarantine is over mm-hmm. but just remembering that your kids are going through this with you as well just because you're the parent and you're telling them what to do you know now you're here at schools at home and you got to do your stuff on zoom they still have emotions they're still experiencing all this with you so give them the space to process that and for some kids it may look like more back talk it may look like some behavioral challenges try your best to be patient with them because they're feeling the same things you're feeling Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, Rex and Luke right now are almost 13 and 14. Right. You know, they're feeling it, too. They're definitely feeling it. So you bring up a great uh, and I'm just going to ask this question because I'm curious Mm -hmm. is how do you deal with pet peeves? Like, I mean, pet peeves. I'm noticing a lot more. Yes. But it's because we spend so much time together Absolutely. now. And so all of a sudden, these things that really didn't bother me are bothering mm-hmm. me. And so this is a personal question. That I'm sure it'll benefit <laughs> somebody else. Yes, pet peeves. And this is a big question. This is pet peeves that you have with your partner, even that you have with your kids. Yeah. And like you said, like, you, we weren't spending as much time with everybody. We love everybody so much. But now that we're like seemingly on top of each other all the time, <laughs> those little things that used to not bother you that much. Now it's like you feel like you're on fire when mm-hmm. somebody says that word or does that thing or eats the food that way. It's like you feel Loading like you're like loading the dishwasher. <laughs> and a I'm lot of serious. times it does come to those household yeah. chores. Like a lot of couples bringing that stuff into session is like, I don't like the way he loads the dishwasher. Yeah. And that turns into like a whole explosion. And yep. so... Again, Mm -hmm. that's when I feel that it's important for you to try to separate yourself from the situation, go off to your corner, find a little space in your in your home that's just for you. And that's where you do your 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 calm down time, your your meditation time, your you time. Just go just excuse excuse me, everybody. I have to go. I'm going to go put myself in time out, whatever you want (laughs) to call it. And just take some deep breaths. And remember, this is temporary. Yes. 
hopefully temporary and just have some perspective for things. Just know that, you know, you love your partner. You love your kids. This is just one part of their amazing personality and take some deep breaths and try to, your best to move through it. Try not to allow these small things to be magnified and blown up to big things. Awesome. All right. Yes, ma'am. I, I heard that. I it takes some, practice, I though. Practical advice. Practice, practice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so inevitably, you know, for some of us, they're actually sitting square in the middle of their confrontation. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the coping mechanisms have been removed. Absolutely. Most of the distractions have been removed. Mm-hmm. We're not out and about. And so how does a family cope with confronting conversations? That's a big one. And again, because everything is happening at the house, it feels like things are under a magnifying glass or under a microscope. So those small things or those things that were kind of underlying or kind of bubbling under the surface are now boiling over. So I think, again, like I said, using some tools of being compassionate, being patient, allowing people to speak openly and vulnerably. And this is also a time to call in your, your reinforcers. Call on those people that you really trust, par- people who are part of your community. Mm-hmm. Calling them on the phone, That's having great. a Zoom call with them and allowing them to support you through this, you know, because we cannot do this alone. Even, mm-hmm. in, a, in, even in a family, the family unit cannot do this alone. So even though we're kind of sequestered in our homes, we're sheltering in place, don't forget that you still have a community of people who support you. So mm-hmm. reaching out to those loved ones, reaching out to those that you trust, inviting them into the family meeting via Zoom or a phone call, um, or just having conversations conversations with them to kind of help you diffuse some of the pressure, I think is a really important part of that as well. Awesome. Yep. I love that. All right. So we've talked about intimate partnerships. We've talked about the intimate relationships between the families Mm -hmm. and now, you know, the families with kids. So what would you say to, I would say either relationship, intimate relationships that don't have kids or Mm -hmm. maybe even a newer relationship? Yes. Like how... I mean, they're in this space all of a sudden together right. in a new relationship. So, so that one, um, people in new relationships, that one is coming up pretty pretty frequently because maybe they just first started dating or they just moved in mm. right before the quarantine happened and they realize this really, maybe we moved too fast or, you know, uh-oh. us living together really isn't working like it's a big uh-oh yeah. and this is not really the best time to be moving or really making any of those types of decisions. And I think, again, it's, first of all, having compassion for yourself, not beating yourself up for making this choice, because that's where some judgment can come in. Like, dang, am I stupid for moving in with this person? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, how did I not see this before? And as we all know, you don't really learn a lot. You don't really learn about a person until you start living with them. You know, my husband and I, we lived together for a year before we got married. And that Mm -hmm. was intentional because I wanted to try to learn as much as I could about him before we took that next leap. And it was very beneficial for us. And I was open to it going the other way. Like if we moved in with each other and we started to learn things about each other that were not compatible, maybe this was not the, you know, maybe going to the next step is not the smartest option. So allowing yourself to think of this as an experiment and be open to what you learn every single day from yourself and your partner. And again, not judging yourself, not beating yourself up for making a quote unquote wrong or bad decision. And, um, you know, trying to be patient, trying to thinking of every day as a new day, taking it one day at a time. Yep. I love that. Gratitude too. Gratitude. Absolutely. So much gratitude. Yeah. A lot of the practice of gratitude. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Well, I mean, is there, is there anything else on intimate relationships? How to strengthen during, you know, and I'm going to circle back around real quick too, is because yes, the question originally posed is how to strengthen intimate relationships during quarantine time. Mm -hmm. And yet this is really all about after 
quarantine time. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. quarantine time is just a circumstance. It's just and a circumstance. So, it's just a moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And exactly. so, again, I think this is a really beautiful moment as well and, and a moment to have some gratitude because it is creating the space for people to be more creative in general. So more creative with your schedules, more mm. creative with the way you run your home, more creative with the way that you interact with your partners and your kids mm-hmm. and kind of letting go of some of the rigidity or some of the, the confines of the scheduling the way it was before yeah. and being more flexible with it and being more flow and really getting back to the basics. Like I'm seeing so many families take walks together, playing card games, cooking together, creating recipes with each other. And those are the things that I really want people to remember, like doing puzzles together. That kind of stuff can really enrich the relationship and kind of diffuse the situation a little bit and take some of the pressure off, as well as taking breaks from technology. You know, if you're playing a card game or you're doing a family scavenger hunt in the house, you don't have your phone on you. And so you really get to be in the energy of those people who you love and almost like reinvigorate all the relationships, not just the couple, but with the kids as well. And those are things that I'm really hoping that people take from this into mm-hmm. the next phase of whatever this quarantine is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's perfect. I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about tomorrow is how to reintegrate. Into, Absolutely. You know, and I don't I don't necessarily jive with this phrase, but like the new normal, like, yeah, I, I mean, it really that's that's in theory what it is. Like, mm-hmm. how do we reintegrate after the quarantine? Is totally. The or the stay at home. So that's great. That's great. I'm I'm feeling complete. I mean, unless there's something else that you want to add to the toolbox that you've already. I mean, this is like a, a giant, beautiful gift you just gave us. I would just remind people that, again, the most important relationship is one you have with yourself. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're focusing on you and loving on yourself and filling your own cup, then you can give to everyone else from the overflow. Awesome. That's perfect. Thank you. Very you're much. welcome. Thank you. All right, guys, that's all for today's episode of Sex, Money, and Real Estate. For questions for Erica, feel free to directly connect with her on Instagram at EJCounselingATL, EJCounselingATL, or of course, reach out to us at Sex, Money, Real Estate. And definitely tune in tomorrow for part three, the reintegration process. That's where we continue this conversation. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. It's a great life. Yes. And Bill says goodbye, too. (laughs) Wow, what a show. Thank you so much for listening. If you're inspired, we ask that you share the podcast with one person and subscribe and follow our show. I'm Nancy Jamison. And I'm Bill Jamison. And remember, it's a great life. Woo! Quick note about the Sex, Money, and Real Estate podcast. We are not doctors or licensed therapists. We are a joyous, abundant, and mature couple passionately sharing our story of growth around sex, money, and real estate. Our thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are our own, so please consult your doctor, healthcare provider, or your broker regarding any questions or issues you have related to your physical or mental health or specific state laws regarding your real estate business.